It's Wednesday, October the 13th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, the IMF lowers its global growth forecast and America raises its debt ceiling. First, the world in brief. The IMF lowered its global growth forecast for 2021 to 5.9%, down 0.1 percentage points from its last projection in July. Supply chain bottlenecks in rich countries and lagging vaccinations in developing ones are to blame. Inflation is expected to peak in advanced economies later this year. The growth forecast for 2022, 4.9%, was unchanged. America's House of Representatives, following the Senate, voted to raise the debt ceiling. Joe Biden's approval will allow the Treasury to pay its bills and avert a catastrophic default. In less than two months' time, however, Congress will be in the same position, Republicans insisting that Democrats raise the ceiling without their help, while Democrats urge bipartisan cooperation. The G20 held an emergency summit in Rome and pledged to help Afghanistan tackle its worsening humanitarian crisis. The EU promised $1.2 billion in aid. Germany's Chancellor, Angela Merkel, said that Afghanistan should not be allowed to, quote, descend into chaos. The international body demurred, however, at recognising the Taliban officially. Most of the promised aid will be channelled through the UN. Apple's share price fell by more than 1% in after-hours trading, following reports that it slashed the number of new iPhones it is producing in the run-up to Christmas. Bloomberg reported that the tech giant cut its manufacturing target for the last three months of 2021, from 90 million devices to perhaps 80 million. Its factories are stymied by the global chip shortage. LG Electronics will reimburse General Motors $1.9 billion of the $2 billion cost of recalling Chevrolet bolts due to fires in the car's battery packs, which LG supplied. GM expects to start repairing the bolts this month. LG is supplying the battery cells for a range of forthcoming electric GM cars, and the two companies are building a $2.3 billion battery cell plant in Tennessee. Emmanuel Macron, France's president, unveiled a 30 billion euro, 35 billion dollar investment plan to help decarbonize the country's economy and boost innovation and research in key areas. Mr Macron said that France would build a low carbon aeroplane, a small modular reactor and two factories to produce green hydrogen. Opposition politicians dismissed it as an election gimmick. The president is up for re-election in six months. Opposition lawmakers took advantage of a parliamentary session to mock Austria's new Chancellor, Alexander Schallenberg, as a puppet of his predecessor, Sebastian Kurz. Mr Kurz resigned on Saturday, under the cloud of an investigation into bribery and corruption. He denies any wrongdoing. He also will carry on as an MP and as head of the right-wing People's Party. And fact of the day. 34. The number of countries that screen foreign investment for national security considerations and other reasons. They account for half of global direct investment flows.
And now, here's today's agenda. A problem of scarcity. OPEC's oil outlook. The Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries publishes its monthly report on Wednesday. The global energy shortage will be a central concern. In the past month, the price of West Texas Intermediate, an American benchmark, has increased by 14%. That partly reflects the decision not to increase production made at the start of October by OPEC and its allies, which control half of the world's oil output. The decision has compounded the energy shortage being felt around the world. Supply disruptions and a lack of investment are some of the reasons behind soaring natural gas prices in Europe and coal shortages in China and India. Cheaper oil could help alleviate some of the shortfall. Some power plants can run off oil derivatives as well as natural gas, for example. But analysts do not expect any resolution to the energy crunch in the next few months. It will feature in OPEC's reports for some time to come. Delta hits Delta. Investors brace for airlines' earnings. It has been a turbulent quarter for America's airline industry. Over the summer, packed aeroplanes and higher fares gave reasons to be bullish. A surge in COVID-19 cases in August, however, clouded the outlook. The full picture will emerge this month as airlines begin reporting their results for the third quarter starting with Delta on Wednesday. Ed Bastian, Delta's chief executive, reckons that for now the worst is over. Ticket sales bottomed out in August and early September, and a more recent improvement put the company on track to meet its forecast for the three months to September. Analysts predict revenues to be up over 170% year-on-year to $8.4 billion. The earnings per share is forecast to return to a profit for the first time in seven quarters. Quite the turnaround from its lows in 2020 then. But headwinds remain. Airlines and investors will be anxiously watching for further COVID-related disruptions in the lead-up to the winter travel season. More Brexit brinkmanship. The Northern Ireland Protocol Britain may have left the European Union, but the negotiations are far from over. On Wednesday, the EU publishes proposals to reduce border and custom checks between Great Britain and Northern Ireland. The checks are a consequence of the Northern Ireland Protocol, part of the Brexit Withdrawal Treaty. Under its terms, Great Britain has now left the EU single market and customs union, but for goods trade, Northern Ireland remains part of both in order to avert a hard border with the Irish Republic. Lord Frost, the government's Brexit negotiator and the devolved leadership in Belfast, insists the protocol must be revised to exclude any role for the European Court of Justice in overseeing it. The EU rejects the notion of rewriting a treaty that took five years to agree on, so the standoff is likely to continue. It could even trigger a trade war that consumers, not least in Northern Ireland, would hardly welcome. Boldly going. 
Captain Kirk in Space William Shatner has long been a figurehead for space travel. Playing James Kirk, captain of the starship USS Enterprise, he starred in the original Star Trek series from 1966 to 1969. Quote, space, Mr. Shatner would proclaim over the show's opening sequence, was, quote, the final frontier. His galactic crew would, quote, boldly go where no man has gone before. The show was filmed on a soundstage in California. Today, Mr. Shatner, aged 90, will get to experience the real thing. The new Shepard, owned by Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos's rocketry firm, will take Mr. Shatner on an 11-minute jaunt into space. Admittedly, others have gone before him. Mr. Bezos made the trip himself in July, and last week Russia dispatched a film director and actress to the International Space Station on another vessel. Still, Mr. Shatner's expedition seems particularly apt. Quote, I've heard about space for a long time now, he quipped. Quote, I'm taking the opportunity to see it for myself. Down Under 3D Printed Coral Reefs Coral reefs make for pretty pictures, but their value is not just aesthetic. They host around one quarter of the Earth's marine species. But they are vanishing fast. Between 2009 and 2018, 14% of the world's coral disappeared, mainly because of climate change, according to the Global Coral Reef Monitoring Network, a research group. However, in the right conditions, some corals can regenerate. A new exhibition at the National Gallery of Victoria in Melbourne, Australia, explores this potential. Sampling the future includes pioneering artificial reef designs. A 3D printed lattice by Alex Goad can be assembled underwater where it sustains farmed coral and other marine life. Piero Hakala prints coral-like sculptures using a material she creates from the shells and spines of purple sea urchins. Coral's longevity depends on human efforts to mitigate its destruction. As the Earth's most diverse ecosystem, coral reefs should be high on the agenda at the UN Biodiversity Conference this week. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Margaret Thatcher, who was born on this day in 1925. In politics, if you want anything said, ask a man. If you want anything done, ask a woman. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 